G'day there and welcome to the rewrap for Friday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking breakfast on News Talk ZB and a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB. And this morning, hey, we might get to 90% after all. Uh, we'll mark the week because it's Friday, that's what we do. Um, would you agree to get paid not to shoot somebody? And uh, there's another new movie that may or may not be coming out. It's all getting a bit loose because it's Friday, but uh, on the Thursday presser, it turned into the presser of deception. So once again, we start our program in our seemingly never-ending quest to hold this government to account by asking yet again a few simple questions. Just to refresh the past 24 hours events, a bloke breaks free from MIQ, another leak, another border breach, a reminder yet again that Delta one way or another was arriving in a series of plans and executions around, oh, I don't know, vaccinations, MIQ capacity, contact tracing, hospital capacity, might have, could have, should have been in place given we started learning these lessons 18 months ago. So at the one o'clock pulpit of truth, we learned the Prime Minister, the chief instigator of the idea that this would be the most open, honest and transparent government this country has ever seen, was standing in front of us, having arrived late yet again, announcing level three for Northland. No announcement yet again on the extra vaccine this country so desperately needs, given they didn't go hard or early on anything to do with a needle. And while filling the air with the usual puffery, the real story, the story of the escapee, was not presented to the nation, despite the fact the Prime Minister was in full receipt of the facts of an escape. She arrived, made the usual noises, departed, and yet at no point told us what really was the most important detail of the day. Yet again, a person had escaped from MIQ. Thelma and the weeds like, ah, the memories, and was on the run as she spoke, having been on the run for hours on end. The security yet again asleep at the wheel, only alerted by the family who did the right thing given the state had yet again failed in their duty. The Prime Minister, in her never-ending desire to run fluff pieces to distract us all, talked of bus drivers being abused verbally and how shocking all this was. No kindness, no teddies, tut-tut-tut, not good enough. What about the escapee, Jacinda? What about the hours of COVID in the community? Nothing, not a word. The pulpit of truth yet again, the pulpit of deception. The biggest city in the country in level four, a crippling economic and mental health impact, the rest of the country barely into level three, and the Prime Minister yet again manipulates, hides, diverts, spins and avoids anything that might remind us what a fundamentally manipulative Machiavellian and basically dishonest bunch of reprobates they really are. What she did yesterday and what she hid yesterday was indefensible. Show me I'm wrong. Yeah, just tell us what you know. It seems like a simple sort of a plan, doesn't it? How hard is that? Very hard, apparently. Um, but on the bright side, I think Mike's been doing some sums, and it looks like Stuart Nash may not have to cough up that case of Craggy Range after all. 90%. So Stuart Nash and I and Mark Mitchell involved in the case of wine from Craggy Range. So the good news, and this is the one I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong on two things. I've been right all the way so far. I want to be wrong on two things. I want to be wrong on level four. I fear a lot that Level 4 in Auckland's going to go beyond four weeks, and I'll tell you more after 7.30, so I want to be wrong on that. But I also want to be wrong on the 90% vaccination that Stuart's um, trumpeting. I hope he's right, and I hope I'm wrong, and I'm happy to buy the wine. Anyway, the good news is that currently 1.9 million future bookings are in the Book My Vaccine. So as of the 1st of September this week, you'll be aware that anyone over the age of 12 can book. So the great test was going to be this week. In the next few days, we're going to get a sense of how many people really want to get jabbed. So the current figure, uh, with the 1.9 added in, is 68% of eligible Kiwis are in or have already had a jab. 68%. Now, that's a very good sign. Now, why is that a very good sign? Because I gave you the numbers yesterday where vaccine hesitancy kicks in. And even in very heavily vaccinated countries like Portugal, Iceland, Spain, Denmark, Chile, 
Ireland, vaccine, and these are people with 70 plus, the most vaccinated country in the world, Portugal, 83.5% of people are vaccinated, but vaccine hesitancy came in at 61%. It was 67 in Iceland, 56 in Spain, 65 in Denmark, 26 in Chile. Still very heavily vaccinated at the end of the day. So if we're sitting here this morning with 68% already enrolled, and I would give it a couple more days just to test them, you know, get the feels up, you're going to crack 70, which would make us one of the highest rates in the world without hesitancy creeping in, which then leaves the government room to start incentivising. And we might, might just get to 90 and Stuart's cracking the corks. What I'm most worried about here is, will I get to drink some of this wine somewhere? I don't really care who wins the bet. As long as I get some wine at the end of that's not going to happen, is it? Oh, well, let's just mark the week. It is Friday, after all. Time now to mark the week. A little piece of news and current events that is borderless and welcome and loved at all levels. Uh, Dan Andrews, 7. Victoria has walked away from elimination. It's no mean feat to drop a stance that you've held dear, argued vehemently for, but ultimately you were wrong on. Piers Morgan, 10. Good day for free speech. Very bad day for Princess Pinocchio. To win, not just for him, but for anyone who values, if not treasures, free speech and abhors the cringe and flakery of the age in which we live, where opinions are no longer opinions, but reasons to cancel. Uh, The All Black 7. A local team playing something in front of a crowd. Oh, those were the days. Grant Dalton, eight. For a controversial figure, what an endorsement from those who know him best in sending the rich oil man off with the middle finger. Loyalty still counts, clearly. Uh, the China gaming crackdown, six. Now, there's a lot of weird stuff going under on under Xi at the moment, but can you really argue that doing something about endless screen time in kids is actually a bad thing? Uh, Scott Morrison, seven. G'day, Mark. Good on you. A lesson in just getting on with it. One million jabs out of Poland, 500,000 out of Singapore. No song, no dance, no announcement, just about an announcement. Just did it. It's called leadership. Joe Biden won. I take responsibility for the decision. What an abject, bewildered failure. And if you read the phone transcript with Ghani, a liar to boot. Uh, Saliva testing seven. Easy, simple, readily available, and yet fully rolled out. Not a chance. How come so much common sense and so many good ideas have been left by the wayside in this country, eh? Bluetooth tracing three. Easy, simple, readily available, and yet fully rolled out? Not a chance. How come so many common sense and so many good ideas have been left by the wayside in this country? The rain, seven. At least it made a difference in the dams, didn't it? Auckland Water Care, didn't it? The border, six. Uh, That, it would appear, is at least one thing we cocked up last time but got right this time. Ask yourself why. Well, the answer is the Ministry of Health isn't running it this time. Truck driving for Waitrose for $100,000 a year, eight. The world is short of everything. It's a good time to make a living. MIQ, one. I mean, between the the pauses and the breaches and the sheer hell of actually... (laughs) Getting a place. Do you think the new lobby will serve cocktails while you wait, eh? In your new lobby? The manual gearbox, seven. BW killing it off this week, it's a shame. Uh, a go and a stop pedal with a steering wheel isn't really driving, it's just pointing stuff in the right direction. Singapore, eight. A beacon of light, of hope, of organisation and inspiration. If you want a study in how a small island nation can actually get this mess as right as a mess can get, Singapore is your cover story. And that is the week. Copies on the website and surveys show that marking the week was a bigger joy in level three for 79.4% of Wellingtonians than a flat white surf through a small hole in the wall on a paddle in a southerly and oriental parade. Nothing like the Benny Hill music, eh? Get a little laugh. Benny Hill. What do you mean you don't know what Benny Hill is? 
Fair enough. Uh, let's move on quickly to uh, a great system that I can definitely sign up to. Cool new idea from San Francisco, which is going to hell in a handcart because it's run by a socialist. They've got a pilot program where they pay high-risk individuals not to shoot anyone. It's called the Dreamkeeper Fellowship. They're going to pay 10 individuals who are high-risk of being on either end of a shooting, and they're going to pay them $300 a month to not be involved in a shooting. Rolled out by the Human Rights Commission, the Office of Economic and Workplace Development. Going to launch in October. Eligible to receive an additional $200 a month uh, through ways such as working. It'll be nice, eh? Get a job. So you get a job to get paid, and then they'll pay you to have a job. Going to school or being a mediator in potentially violent situations. I think I might be qualified to not get shot. Cool play. I get the I get the agreeing not to shoot people. I get that. I just don't know how much control you have over being shot. But like I say, I'm confident I can do it. Relatively confident, anyway. Um, more confident than I am of ever going to the movies again. Trending now on the Mike Hosking Breakfast. Oh, really busy old week for movies and trailers. Combination of new releases and postponements of new releases. And this morning we've got um, we've got standby for this. You ready for this? Moonfall. It's about a mysterious force that knocks the moon from its orbit towards Earth, sending sending it hurtling on a collision course with life as we know it. No, clearly it's not really James Bond, is it? The trailer's dropped overnight with the caption, In 1969, we went to the moon. In 2022, the moon will come to us. 5.35 years ago, fly the Atlantic. We choose to go to the moon and do the other thing. Not because they are easy... Moonfall is due for release February next year. I'm just not sure what else is going to happen. Like, (laughs) they've haven't they basically given us the plot of the? Are we just going to watch the moon collide with the Earth? Yeah, that that was movie. Forty-one seconds worth of the movie. Don't worry about. Don't buy. Don't buy tickets for anyone for Christmas. You're wasting your time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's a movie about the moon falling out of orbit and hitting Earth. I mean, I get that's going to be exciting to look at. I'm just not sure if it's a complicated plot that you need to get your head around. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, that was the rewrap. No complicated plots here either. And we'll be back with another simple story for you on Monday. See you then.